1: well good morning good morning good morning welcome to navwick talks the navwick podcast meant for everyone especially if you are a black woman in construction hi my name is jackie perry and i'm your host for today we are so happy to have you join us for another Wednesday, and I just want to say good morning because we have with us in our studio some very special people, and particularly our master builder herself, Ms. Ann McNeil, and we just want to give her an opportunity to say uh, good morning. Good morning, Ann. How are you?
2: Good morning, good morning, good morning, Jackie Perry. You know this is a phenomenal <laughs> a phenomenal day, and you know exactly why I am laughing because I am also very excited. But I'm excited because we are the voice, Jackie. We are the voice of Black Women in Construction, and there's nothing like having a voice-over artist, a voice-over expert, a voice-over member of Maverick talking about taking this organization to an entirely different level. So that excites me because between her voice, Jada's voice, your voice, my voice, Eartha's voice, and President Tylee <laughs> Henry, this is the place to be. And I'm very excited this morning, Jackie, to welcome our listeners. We want to encourage everybody to please comment, like, and share this show Please subscribe to this podcast because we are on the air live and in person with Michelle this morning and with Jackie. So Jackie, let's get this party started.
1: Okay. Thank you, A.M. We are indeed ready to get this party started. Now today, there is going to be something wonderful happening because as you know, Ann and Ursula, who's in the studio with us, Ursula Odom, um, this is the time for NADWIC women, for NADWIC businesses to just grow and explode. There are so many federal opportunities out there. And we thought what we'd do today, this Wednesday, is take an opportunity to revisit some nuggets that was shared with us from um, one of our partners, uh, Mr. Keith Moore. And he's going to just talk to us about all kinds of things strategic teaming uh, building capacities for our small and medium-sized businesses and just in a nutshell helping you know the secrets to winning those contracts but and as you said we also are going to hear Uh, from our voiceover artist because uh, we had the privilege of having her on our show last week and uh, we are just excited about giving even our uh, members and others opportunity to advertise with us and later on, when we have a break in the show, you're going to hear what that sounds like and how you can also advertise your business just as Michelle is doing. So we're going to go ahead and get the party started, as uh, Ed has already indicated, and we're going to uh, have you listen to a really great show that we played just a few weeks ago. And so we're going to have our host, uh, Jada, introduce uh, Keith Moore, who is the CEO of KDM and Associates. She'll tell you a little bit more about him. And after that, we'll hear a little bit more. So as Jada would say, grab your pens, your pencils, and anything else, your computer, your recorder, because you're going to want to uh, record and take away some great information that you're going to hear this morning. So with that said, let's go ahead and get the party started.
3: Yes, indeed. And you are listening in to Nap Wit Talks this beautiful Wednesday morning. And today's show, we are focused on our call to action. Yes, members, audience listeners, I am speaking to you directly. Go get your notebook and pen and get ready to take down these nuggets that Mr. Keith Moore are going, is going to be dropping on us this morning. Listen, the call to action today is how to position yourself for federal business. Mr. Keith Moore is an expert at this. He is the CEO of KDM and Associates LLC, which is a business development government affairs and public relations firms that focus on helping our clients navigate the government procurement process and win government contracts. Listen, Mr. Keith Moore has been rolling and riding out with NABWIC, rolling up his sleeves, putting the boots on with our NABWIC members. He has been a part of our legislation, legislative committee, which is under the great leadership of Ms. Kalina Shirley and Valerie Mundy, working on awesome things in NABWIC's world for our business owners. and something for everyone to whip your business into shape or your mindset or attitude. So Mr. Keith Moore, welcome to Nabway Talks this morning. How are you?
4: I am blessed, highly favored, and filled with great gratitude this morning. Thank you so much for the invitation, and it is wonderful. The energy is all over the universe, and I'm glad to be a part of it this morning with you all.
3: Beautiful, beautiful, and thank you so much, Mr. Keith. We know you well in NAPWIC world, and some of our members are getting to know you even better in how much you are a resilient advocate to the business entrepreneur mindset. I know I told you, I told the audience a little bit about what we have going on, but for our listener, for for our new member, tell us in your own words, your own background and how it is you came to do what you're doing now, um, assisting businesses
4: in the the small business development Well, okay. Um we have only f- so much time so I'll try to get succinctly to the <laughs> point and, and blame everything um on my mother and father and the genes that they were born into. I'm the uh son of um the late Delphine missionary mother Delphine Moore, proud son and uh, George Thomas Moore, who really had a work ethic uh, from their own family roots. My grandfather was a bishop. He owned 400 acres in North Carolina, and today we still run businesses in that uh, on that property and have future visions. And I know that uh, the God has a plan, and I believe Nabwick has you know, came at a time in my own season of life after <clears throat> losing um, my mother and kind of taking over more of the business and properties that um, there's a plan in, in, in mind when you bring people together, talents together, and specifically in construction. My background includes <clears throat> being in the healthcare nursing home business since the age of 12. Um, my family got into that business. All of my grandfather's daughters, uh, which were nine of them, uh, were nurses, and uh, they left North Carolina, came to the East Coast, uh, worked for a psychiatric institution, and after several years realized that they should be doing this themselves because it was caring for people who couldn't really care for themselves without um, the passion and compassion that you know they were born into and so uh, all of our family members have facilities um, in north carolina we used to have a 98-bed nursing home in uh, right off of new jersey turnpike exit 7a and also uh, we owned a hotel in asbury park a 45-bed facility of which after 15 i think probably more like 20 years of running it as an elderly care facility. Um, and like um, most urban cities, they, people did urban flight into the suburbs. Uh, you know, crime and, and unemployment and those things that unfortunately hit the urban settings um, caused a dearth and and an opportunity. And for us, I saw the hotel converting itself into a drug rehab for men and women. So it was the first halfway house for men and women, uh, 45 beds, if you can imagine that, one block from the beach. All of these projects really, Ursula, have um, helped me to grow in uh, consciousness and confidence about being you know, committed to people's lives and being committed to community restoration. Um, and if you can't get a rid of the... Uh, unfortunacies in a community um, that community is always going to suffer. And from there, after selling our hotel in in New Jersey, I ended up um, working in uh, the governor's – well, one of the governor's uh, 12 appointees for the New Jersey Commerce and Economic Growth Commission. It, I was the first urban account executive and it was there, I believe, that I contribute all of my growing confidence in public policy. I had great mentors. I was responsible for business attraction, retention, and recruitment um, uh, in urban areas where people were, you know, businesses were leaving New Jersey and going to the, the South. Uh, Mexico, even China, where labor was cheaper. Uh, of course, the urban areas had all the factories. And so I had a chance to really understand the dynamics, the demographics, and the economic development formulas necessary for us, I think, to be able to you know, be involved in that whole um, complex pro- process of job creation. And little did I know, um, back in the mid-'90s, that I'd be preparing for a day such as this where, uh, as CEO of KDM and Associates, a business development, government affairs, and public relations firm, we would be the operator of the nation's only federal procurement center, um, helping minority businesses such as members like in NABWIC win contracts by positioning their companies, scaling their vision, and um, teaming, strategically so that they can engage in the very complex world of government contracting successfully.
3: Yes, Wow. So that was a lot, right? Wow. <laughs> yes, a
4: mouthful.
3: But it gave us great history on your passion of how you were able to stay energetic while you're working in this journey of assisting all of us now with members and every one of your clients that comes to KDM. So you said a lot in there, and I just want um, our listeners to know, so what does it mean when you're saying positioning your business? What is positioning your business? What is it all about?
4: really appreciate that. Because, you know, I, I,
3: I have a business. I opened it. I'm registered. I pay my taxes. I have my local business tax receipt. What do you mean? I should be able to get the clients or the contracts that I need. So what do I need to do to position
4: yeah, a great question, and the the short answer is you have to build relationships. Without relationships in the government, you have no business. Um, without relationships in the sector that you're chosen to be in, and like NABWIC being a sisterhood, um, it's hard to navigate um, a rather complex system why is it complex not because it's the government but because it's the government's responsibility to be a risk mitigated institution they have to protect the taxpayers dollars but also make sure that liabilities are not um, scaling over the return on investment that they make in every procurement and so it is the responsibility of a contractor, in this case, in a minority business enterprise to establish themselves with relationships, to get a mentor, to be on a path of training with an expectation that you're going to be visibly uh, able to see the progress within your own organization. Some of those, um, evidences are are you able to increase the number of people that you're hiring um, some, I guess I would say another example is are you influencing others to want to buy from you based upon not only the product the technology and the service that you offer but because, but because of the comfortability of trust The security that they feel in their investment, and probably um, evidence that your company is showing the the ability to scale itself given the opportunity. I'll never forget that in when we had the hotel, I I turned that hotel into a nonprofit. It was called the Exodus House, and I could remember needing funding to uh, repair a boiler. Uh, or the heat would go out with 45 people in it. And during that time, we were working with the community fair affairs, and I applied for a $15,000 grant. Well, I'm happy to say that um, in spite of the poor proposal that I submitted, the person who made the decision brought me in her office and said this will never get funded this way here's what you need to do. I listened. I, with excitement, got it back. We got our boiler. We got funded. And more importantly, I got grounded in a sense of confidence that I was providing a public service that was valuable to the community. When you can get people who are suffering from alcohol addiction and and drug addiction and um, crime, and the judges bring those offenders into your facility and tell the prisoner in the courtroom that I'm releasing you to the exodus house. That level of trust between the service that we provide and the confidence that we bring to the decision makers was an awesome revelation for me. And I'm, I'm talking about it now, but I'm realizing that is no different than being a government contractor. Who do you have a relationship with? Who are you surrounding yourself with to evidence that you are to be trusted in terms of the services that you can deliver? And then who's going to give you that greater opportunity? All of those dynamics, I think, have to be in play, and they take time. That is the biggest number one, I would say, unfortunately about government contracting. The expectation, the fact that the government is the largest buyer of goods and services in the world, does not mean that they give out grants and contracts overnight. So uh, in my case, I can speak to being a witness that I would say, don't quit your day job if you're just starting out. I mean, I was in the real estate business. We had properties, et cetera, and we had rent revenues coming in. So I was capitalized sufficiently enough to take on the endeavor but I was also fortunate enough to come to D.C. with a two-year contract to help a minority-owned engineering firm, which we ended up in, in about a year and a half, two year, close to two years, with a billion-dollar contract for that minority-owned firm. These confidence builders <clears throat> must become a um, milestone marker for each and every minority business contractor. And if you need help, or not if, because there's no question you need help. Accept the help, especially if it's good help. Um, I'll pause there, and I hope I answered your question.
3: (laughs) Of course you did, but accepting the help, First, we have to, I think, Keith, we have to open up. We have to be realistic with ourselves. as My grandmother loves to say, you have to know your symptoms. You know your symptoms, that's half the battle. So Mm. we have to be realistic within ourselves and our businesses so we can open up and accept your help, correct?
4: That's right. I mean, it's, you know, it'd be interesting based upon what you're saying. who's doing a study on the entry point of when minority businesses in particular decide to get into the government space. In fact, I might (laughs) talk about creating that because if we don't have a benchmark of um, recognizing the, I would say, the data points, and um, we, we, we are too vulnerable to go off on tangent paths, but for for me, in my house, uh, I'm so delighted and mostly humbled to be a part of the MBDA family, where, in fact, we are the only agency that is responsible for helping minority businesses get contracts. And we could never be in a more perfect environment with the public policies that have become executive orders to advance a minority businesses' success level, and I can't speak loudly enough and so i'm thankful to be on this um, uh, voice box, this echo chamber to get the word out that if you need help, um, come to a center and at the federal procurement center from d c to nationwide, we work with other centers around the country and As the Federal Procurement Center operator, I'm personally committed to building collaborations because I know how big the pool of funding is and none of us can do it alone. It gets back to the relationships that are required and the ability to get your mentors and your right people surrounding you so that you can do big and and bigger and big, huge things.
3: Yes. So I know that we have been having our meetings, um, like we mentioned before, and our legislative meetings, and you've been telling us exactly different things that we need to do. But, you know, some of us are busy. We can't make our meetings, or we get a little behind, or just the day-to-day, because some of our business owners are solo entrepreneurs or wearing multiple hats. Mr. Keith, right now we were tasked with positioning our businesses and getting ready, right? And these are some of the things we should have already done, but it is totally okay because it's never too late. What are exactly, as we've been having these meetings, because our members are listening, what is the number... The top five things that we need to do right now, what are our top three steps, the top five things that we need to do right now? Can you walk us through those five steps?
4: If you haven't already been
3: doing it, do it right now.
4: Thank you so much. Let's talk about right now. Right now. Right now. Think about Mm -hmm. September 30th. That is your deadline to get it right now. Because between now and September 30th, the government will spend over $1.5 trillion. What are you going to do right now to make sure that you're in line for that? So, teaming. Who are you teaming with? With a reckless abandon, and I don't mean reckless as in hasty um, or being anxious, but being strategic. That's why we call it strategic teaming. Who are you going to team with that gives your organization greater scale? If it wasn't for us having a hotel as a family business, I don't think I would have ever had the Exodus, Exodus house. If it wasn't for 45 beds, I wouldn't have had 45 people in there at any given time and be able to hire a cook to be able to provide them food. This is a supply chain. Your business is a supply chain. Who are you teaming with? Number two, what is your target? You can only have so many targets. Who are your customers? You should have customers who you know, that know you, that need your business, meaning they need to have a woman-owned business a woman-owned 8A, a woman-owned HUBZone, a woman-owned HUBZone service-disabled vet with a GSA schedule. Notice how some might have to put their hand down because if I ask the question, do you have those in place? Number three, use your technology. The Internet of Things gives you at the palm of your hand information and that is why we are launching what works online. We will tell you 24-7 when you're awake, wherever you are, on demand, the kind of information that you need to be about what works so that you can become a what works solution provider to the government. Because the government has problems. Well Here's what I mean. The world has problems, and the government is re- usually the backbone, the infrastructure, of how those problems get solved globally, nationally, regionally, and locally. And we know that the funding is coming down to the states. So number four, the business that you're in, how is it connected to one of the four pillars of this administration's priorities, climate, equity, National security mm-hmm. and climate security national uh, equity and i i, I want to say um, and let me break that down so I mm-hmm. can hope remember the fourth one if you're in it's if early. Cy- we haven't.
3: Everybody hasn't had their coffee yet.
4: I'm I'm half I'm halfway through mine, and if you're in if you're in facilities management, you should be thinking now about cybersecurity and climate. Mm-hmm. Let me just put in there um, uh, an option uh, number five, if you will. I would say energy okay. efficiency. Okay. How are you in any of those areas? If you're not, it's okay because you go back to number one. I can identify a strategic teaming partner. And that is where, Jade, I think we find ourselves maybe historically challenged, maybe not. Mm -hmm. Because partnering with somebody, hey, that you don't know until you know them, and then to move your relationship from personal to business is unfortunately not something, well, across the board Mm -hmm. that we've done so easily. And I think it has a lot to do with where where we've been denied, how much and how hard the struggle has been, and we've been not a, a, a party to abundance. Because abundance, when you're in the spirit of abundance, You literally, there's nothing too large for you or small because it's big enough for everybody. And in this case, it's true. So why not recognize that you can't do it yourself, you'd like to partner with others, find the common values that bring your relationships together, and if you need advice, mentorship, and or assistance with that, get help. So I think strategic teaming targets the four priorities of the administration. Know those executive orders. Use them in your proposals. And the last thing, you cannot win a contract without writing a proposal. And you can't fake a proposal to make a proposal. That requires technical writing skills. That speaks the kings and queens of the government's language. And how can you be a CEO and an operator of a company and know all of these things and then try to execute them on your own? So maybe we're talking mm-hmm. about access to capital. Bingo, bingo, bingo. That was the last, that was the last thing. Access to capital ap- mm-hmm. appears to be historically the greatest challenge to build the confidence necessary to engage in these government contracts. But guess what? That has changed. And if you'd like to ask me any questions beyond what I've just said, please do so. But it has changed. But it won't change for you and you and you until you understand what the Treasury Department has just done, for example, by allocating $9 billion for minority businesses for technical assistance. Or if you didn't know that HUD just allocated $3 billion for disaster recovery. Is your construction business in any way related to disaster recovery? I would say absolutely yes, especially when you look at what the Department of Homeland Security and FEMA is offering and doing. No question about it. Oh, there you go. There's number five, broadband. Why is broadband so important? Because of our rural communities, whether it's in Stoneville, North Carolina, shout out, or... Um, Jackson, Mississippi, or Florida, or any other rural community, there's a priority on rural development. A construction firm should that might be an untapped market. Anyway, I feel a need to pause.
3: <laughs> Definitely so. And Broadband is one of our, our our areas that we have been strategically teaming. Up with as well. You know, we had our our research and break it down, but you definitely walked us through that beautifully because within. Um, our sisterhood, we kind of sort of did that. We took the different areas, researched it to figure out what was going on. And, you know, uh, businesses out there, you're listening, Do you can do the same thing within your own house, just break it apart. So the first steps, one through five, is we're teaming strategically. Listen, you might not be in that specific realm or have that hands-on experience, but you can strategically team up with another company, Um, and get your hands wet, gain that experience and or that exposure that will help you scale up your company. Know your target audience. We always want to know who our target audience is, who are the customers that we are going after, because that will also help you streamline your energy, your focus, and all your endeavors. Um, And you don't have to spend your time with people that are not a part of your tribe to push that needle forward. Mr. Keith mm. also mentioned, number three, use technology. We want to use the technology as much as possible. A lot of us are beginning to be technology savvy. COVID, COVID helps us move forward through the technology realm. So there's no excuse, as our guests like to say up here on Talks. Listen, if this business is money and makes sense, I can be in Florida, but we can get it done in Texas wherever you need the job done and the network with quality Number four was how is your business connected? We like to say also you're not in business if you're not in politics, Mr. Keith, and you just reiterated that. If you're not connected, if you don't have these relationships It's going to be a little challenging, um, but you know what? You are always safe because we like to say on NAPWIC Talks, we bring our billion-dollar conversations every Wednesday at 8.30 a.m., or we like to turn our contacts into contracts. That's another famous slogan that you will hear a lot of our sisters and brothers in NAPWIC world love to use. And also, writing the proposal, using the language that speaks through their ears. You know, if you need assistance with any of these things, of course, we all want to go down our checklist and just mark them all off. But also, while you're running your business, doing the day-to-day, that is exactly why you have Mr. Keith Moore and his team to help you break down this information so you won't feel overwhelmed. So, Mr. Keith, this has been an absolutely amazing conversation. We are going to take a quick commercial break and come back and discuss more with how to position yourself right now. Our big deadline is September 30th. Hey, welcome. Come back and get the rest of these notes on Navigate Talk.
2: Looking for a voiceover artist to spruce up your voicemail greeting for your business? Look no further. Michelle McQueen, a voiceover artist, is a specialist in voicemail greetings for small and growing businesses. Let's face it, your voicemail greeting is your verbal branding to your customers. You can contact Michelle for more information at 313-737-3666 or send Michelle an email at mmcqueen67 at yahoo.com
3: i'm ready are you ready the time is now to amplify your life and create your signature book and what better time than this weekend to start moving towards your dreams you will be amazed at how much you can get done in one weekend if you only knew what to do your book journey is waiting for you, so take the first step. Purchase the book, then connect with Ursula Oldham, your book coach at Sula 2 Publishing. Ursula10k.com, one zero kcom All righty, so back to Nabwick Talks, Call to Action, How to Position Yourself for Federal Business. Listen, there is a difference between federal and local, and this morning we have been having words of wisdom from Mr. Keith Moore. So, Mr. Keith, um, um, I know that we have walked through some steps, right? And you've told us how, what we need to do right now. I know that there's another little flip side just to help our audience connect the dots. We're going to do these one through five. But how do we get our business, like, um, recognized from the federal? I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm I'm very dreamed. You know, walk us through this. How do I get recognized from federal anyway? How do they know I exist? Is there an app I need to go register? What do I need to do?
4: Okay, great question, uh, Jada, especially for those who are uh, new and early stage. You, um, For those of you who've been in it, uh, the government space, you know that you need to be registered with SAM, and that's step number one. Step number two is after you're registered, you need to um, create a capability statement. Capability statement is the one-pager maximum two that shows who you are, what services you provide, what distinguishes your company, usually those distinguishing marks are in the certifications, being an 8A, a hub zone, woman-owned, uh, services able that. And then you need to really be working with linking your company to the agencies that need your business, the most, and that's whether it's the Department of Energy, whether it's HUD, whether it's Commerce, the only way you would know that, and as I listen to what I'm sharing, I say, how does anybody do this (laughs) by yourself or just on your own whim and desire? I'm not sure that the answer is anything but you probably don't without help, and so There's a lot of free help. Um, Free is a word that is either between optimum and available through the government. We're happy to be one of those centers that provides the kind of technical assistance and support that will absolutely get you, uh, I would like to say, into the protected umbrella of advancing your company, moving it forward, because we would provide strategic teaming, after an assessment of your company um, and where you are, what your past performances are, what your target agencies are. We also provide um, additional services beyond the free, which are so important. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned in the earlier, the kind of certifications, we, you know, for a fee, provide uh, 8A certification applications, because that's a process, um, GSA schedules another rather arduous process and time-consuming. Uh, mentor protégé, you need a mentor, but guess what? If you, you, you there's a rarity in, associated with expecting to be valuable to a mentee as a small startup or just getting in. To the government space and have very limited past performances so maybe this gets us back to the gratitude the attitude the latitude and let's just say that if you stepped in the ring of government contracting there's something innate inspiring you to do so there's something um, that gives you the insight and the instincts that you could be successful in that I would say be driven by that Um, but be clear that, <clears throat> like Moses said to the elders, you can't do it alone. And so I see Nabwick as an IBM of women minority construction experts. There is no organization that I know of in the world that represents the <clears> – <throat> from architectural to zoological – experiences of the various trades in the construction end. this organization I believe will under you know the leadership guidance and the unity of communication on a consistent with mechanisms like this talk radio the conferences that you have you're on a scale to rise at a time When there's more money on the street than I've been in this for twenty years, I've never seen it come so fluidly and certainly. So here is what I would say specifically to NABWIC. Leverage your local leaders to advocate for your macro mission. You're not individual businesses. You're a unified organization that is as large in capacity and competency as an IBM. Think about it. What construction company has more minority members in their firm, whether it's Clark Construction or Belford and Beatty, or, and you know, the list goes on and on, and I could name and I get in trouble for naming some and leaving <laughs> out others. How many of those companies have as many minority, talented contractors, construction-minded professionals, as you do? So I hope that this conversation has elevated your attitude taking you to an altitude that you may realize that you've never been before because you've stepped in the ring, made a commitment to tell the world who you are, what you can do, and how you're uniquely doing it in such a united front. And that, I believe, uh, Jada, is what the world was not really ready for at any given time except for now.
3: Yes, indeed. Snap, snap, snap. Mr. Keith Moore, absolutely amazing words of wisdom. I can't, I just dropped the mic on that one. <laughs> With that being said, gratitude, attitude, and latitude, I'm going to bring in another heavy hitter in the conversation. Miss Ursula Odom, your mic is open.
5: Good morning. And you know I've been enjoying this from so many different vantage points, but when we started talking about the different twos, as we just <laughs> said in the beginning, I thought about, it. I'm so, okay, where, where do I fit? And being the person that creates legacy walls and publishing and helping people tell those stories that are at risk of never being told, I said, okay, so maybe it's latitude, meaning that east or west, are you the rising sun or the setting sun? Where are you on this planet? What What, what do you have? that can position you to be a part of the team that Mr. Moore is talking about. And I'm sitting there listening. It's like, okay, so strategically I am here. Strategically I am there. So I am finding my latitude on the space (laughs) on on this earth. And this conversation is absolutely um, wonderful, especially the last thing that was said in terms of who we are as MAPWIC. Oh, my God, we are that big, you know? We are that well-positioned to do well. So thank you for reminding us, even though we hear it all the time. It's, it's, sometimes it sinks in when, when a person says it in quite a certain way, and you said it in a certain way this morning. So thank you very much for that.
3: Yes, indeed, Mr. Keith. He hit NAPWIC's DNA right on the head. We also have in the studio this morning Ms. Jackie Perry of J.P. and Associates, our woman of wisdom that's our leader in marketing and communications. Your mic is open, Ms. Jackie.
1: Well, thank you so much, and thank you so much, uh, Mr. Keith. Um, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I've been writing notes. Uh, I have been in business for a while, but I have gleaned so much from the conversation. I'm currently uh, in the uh, field of uh, doing business with the government. Uh, We have an Army contract that that we're doing um, in the technology space, and uh, it's been wonderful. So all those tips that you've been um, providing has given me an opportunity to just kind of go through again and reassess where, uh, you know, I might need to look back at some things. And I'm glad that we have you as a both corporate and strategic partner because uh, there are so many things that your organization has to lend in the way of technical assistance that helps us, again, get to that uh, latitude and the altitude. That was my word, altitude. We want to go even higher. So those of us that have been growing, we want to keep growing. There's no stagnation there. And we're just very, very excited about all the possibilities and the opportunities that we have as black women in construction, especially, again, when we have partners like yourself uh, to be able to walk alongside of us. So thanks so much.
4: Thank you for your altitude and your fortitude. That is going to empower there others engage and 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 prosper you and the community that surrounds you,
3: yes, indeed, oh my gosh, this has been such a fun show, and you can feel the energy and the love, like you said. Mr. Moore, gratitude, altitude, latitude, and now thanks to Jackie Perry, the fortitude of going through her journey, especially with you guiding us along the way. But you said, I'm still ramming off of NABWIC being this big IBM, which we already know. So who's running these NABWIC IBM numbers behind the scenes? Listen, today's NABWIC show has been absolutely amazing with Mr. Keith Moore. We're getting at the top of the hour. Mr. Keith, now you gave us our action steps. Um Valerie and Kalina Shirley will be so happy and pleased that we've got our homework assignments out. NABWIC members, you also know you're supposed to be researching Justice 40 and coming back to our meeting this Saturday with your points. Because as Mr. Keith has mentioned more than once, we are mighty in our numbers. Everything we need within NABWIC is here, and we are um, helping ourselves, advancing, teaming up, strategically teaming, and coordinating, doing mentor protégés, we are really following the words of Mr. Keith Moore. So with that, Mr. Keith, you know, our comments, our chats are off the chain. If you did not get in the studio this morning, go ahead and still drop your comments underneath all our different social media platforms or send us an email, and we will make sure that your questions are answered or we get you connected with the right committee within NAVWIC uh, world. So, Mr. Keith, do you have any closing remarks or any tips for our listeners on Nab We Talk.
4: Number one, thank you so much, Jada, for this opportunity. You are a quintessential um, artist in echoing both energy and content. And, you know, uh, (laughs) we'll figure out a way to team this thing up um, from an organizational standpoint. And because we don't wanna talk and not do the walk and lead by example, so I would leave you with the fact that Nabwick is on the quintessential rise, I believe, however many year history. I think it's almost over twenty five, right? Yes. Um, and it will it will peak and evidence of its peak will be in the creation of divisions and unification. There are so many members across the country, how do you know who does what? Creating those divisions of those priorities and those target markets. Who's who who can whose membership business can engage in climate? Who can engage in broadband? These are divisions. I, the normal historical co- nomenclature, I would say, is committees. Committees, to me, remind way too much of volunteerism, which all of this is, but it's not really volunteerism because you're building your business, and which division are you is what I'd rather say. And words do matter within organizations. So I'm happy to know that we are a corporate partner. We're here for the journey. Um, You are a part of our metrics, and uh, we are about what works. When we keep this concept of unification, my success is your success. Whether you're in Florida or Chicago or Detroit, I'm there because you're there. When... And I believe we're on the cusp of seeing that realized within the government. Who's the marketing department that is packaging all of our members' businesses so that we can bring this major power of solutions to any agency? I look forward to that. I'm happy that my team is embraced, you know, with and committed to NABWIC. I'm thankful for the excitement that I receive when I go to a government official who is ready to come on our weekly Friday meetings in the afternoon. I'm thankful for the energy that each and every one of you all provide. History is something that often causes us to stagnate, stumble, and maybe sit on the sidelines because we've been hurt, wounded. We've had defeat. We've had to experience it because of, you know, even our color, our race, our creed, how we talk. Well, guess what? Racial equity is real. Their, the government has racial equity plans as well as an executive order. It's As my dad used to say, son, you don't need to eat a whole cow to know it's beef. Nabwick, you, you don't need to, if it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, and it reads like one, it must be a duck. So we are in for some high season of opportunities, and I look forward to, Jada, working again individually and collectively, but never individually to not reach the collective goal of impact that we can all have and will have in the days, weeks, months, and years to come. It's been a pleasure to be on this show. You've, my, I'm, I'm, I'm testing between whether this, the energy of this conversation or the coffee that I'm drinking, has uh, woken me up and got me started on this day. But I look forward to the day uh, ahead because of this conversation we just had.
3: Oh, absolutely amazing! Thank you so much, Mr. Keith Moore. We love you here at Navweek and are so grateful for you being one of our active corporate members and getting your hands in the paint with us NAPWIC members. Um, we cannot wait to continue meeting with you and moving the needle forward as we have like synergies, as as you mentioned before. So listen, NAPWIC members, Mr. Keith and I already said it, you want to stay tuned, stay active, stay involved, keep your journey going, don't get overwhelmed, show up to Kalina's and Valerie and Keith meetings on Fridays in Navwick, our national Navwick line. Then come back on Saturday, if you didn't catch it, come back on Saturday morning at 9.30 a.m. for the legislative division slash committee. If you want to get more information on these one through five steps, our deadline September 30th, All of the above, Mr. Kingston gave us all those great tips. Get registered in SAMS. Get your capability statement ready because we're not beating you up in our legislative committee. We're just making sure you're ready. NABWIC wants you to sit at the table. Listen, this has been an absolutely amazing NABWIC Talk Wednesday morning show at 8.30 a.m. If you want more, you can catch us here, same time, same place, Next Wednesday morning, 8.30 a.m., you want to know who's running the numbers behind Mav Week World? Do you want to know where your business should be financially? It's June. We're mid-year through the year. You don't have to wait till January to start trying to make sure your numbers match up. Are you having sales increase, but the revenues looking a little low are the same? Hey, we can help you work through those thought processes next Wednesday morning. You're not gonna want to miss out. As our special guest is Miss Carolyn Modest. Oh, well, that cleans up our show for today. Have an absolutely amazing Wednesday. This has been Navwick Talks. I'm Jada Williams.